Greetings, friends. It's uh, Pastor Paul Bennett and uh, Stephen Young, our Director of Youth Ministries from Rocky River United Methodist Church, back with you for another session of our rousing podcast uh, that we've been uh, establishing here at the church for some weeks now. Uh, great to know that we're uh, connecting with some of you as we're hearing back and, and uh, beginning to build a, a following. Uh, we hope and pray and, and uh, hope and pray you continue to find these meaningful. Uh, we continue now uh, this week with our series about family and uh, turn today in particular to talk about the subject of marriage. Um, just a, a quick side note as we press on through both this series and, and I expect future series as well. Uh, you may find that certain topics aren't uh, particularly relevant to you, and this is, is one that we know that uh, we, we take the risk of uh, some folks feeling less of a connection to, uh, based on whether you happen to be married uh, or not, or have ever been married. Um, just know we're not trying to exclude anyone, uh, but we do want to hit some of these very important and relevant topics for some. Uh, we hope even if you're not married, you listen in today and, and find some nuggets of of truth and wisdom uh, to apply to the relationships uh, that you have in your life um, and that we're able to reach and connect with those uh, who are, are in uh, particular uh, related to this topic. Um, so just that, that side note uh, to make sure that we're honest about that, connecting with you uh, on that level both now and in the weeks to come. So as we turn to the topic of marriage, continuing to think about family relationships, the importance of family as a whole, but honing in specifically on marriage this week, uh, the question we, we uh, launch ourselves with uh, today is why is marriage so important to God? Why did God uh, establish this covenant of marriage? And uh, why, is he, uh, why does he call his people to at least consider uh, establishing, experiencing that in their own lives. So Stephen has been uh, developing some wise <laughs> thoughts on this while I intro to us, and we'll let him take the first stab at that question. Yeah, so I just want to welcome everybody uh, again to the podcast, and um, and as Paul alluded to as well, that I know that some podcast topics may not be as relatable as others, but. Um, I do pray and hope that this podcast will be helpful to those who are married and those who are not married. Um, but in answering Paul's question, I believe marriage is important to God because um, it resembles the close, um, intimate nature of a relationship with God. Um, so I will say all the basic building blocks of a relationship with God are are kind of seen in marriage. And really, in marriage, you see all the basic building blocks that you would find in any relationship. Um, so building blocks of trust, faith, commitment, and love. Um, and these really basic building blocks for marriage um, are the same things that you will find in a relationship with God. Trust, faith, commitment, and love. Um, and so ultimately the goal of marriage is to resemble that relationship that we have with God. And um, marriage, too, is the second most important relationship that we find um, in scripture. So it begins with God creating Adam and Eve and the relationship they had with him. And then then after that, it's the relationship that Adam had with Eve. Um, so that just shows the significance of marriage um, and God's kind of created order that um, marriage is really important to him. And then also, um, just to point out a few verses, is that um, when you look at Old and New Testament, marriage is used um, as an illustration of God's relationship to his people. 
So God's relationship to the Israelites, um, God a lot of times considers himself um, as an illustration, as the husband, and the children of Israel as, as the wife. Um, so in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 20, it says, But like a woman unfaithful to her husband, so you, Israel, have been unfaithful to me. So every time Israel was unfaithful to God, God saw that in a, in a marriage um, framework, kind of, in a, in a relationship, saying that every time Israel would follow idols, God saw that as Israel like having an affair. Um, because God saw his relationship with Israel resembled this, this marriage um, between the two of them. Um, and then also you get in, a, and we'll talk about this verse again, but also in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Um, and then also Revelations 19, 7, it says, uh, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Um, so you'll find this, this, this relationship motif from beginning to the end of Scripture, and I think that marriage relationship, um, again, it's primarily resembles that relationship that God has with His people. Well, thank you, Stephen, for boldly stating that marriage is the second most important uh, relationship that that we have in our lives for those who happen to be married. Um, I, I certainly expect that Stephen's wife Emily and my wife Quinn are are listening and uh, I hope they're they're, they're content in, in hearing that celebrating that that we put them second and I know because their own personal faiths uh, that they can indeed celebrate that and but, side note none we are not marriage experts here so um, I know I'll speak for myself I'm, you could talk to Emily I am um, as flawed as any other husband will be so um, anything I hear say here um, I guess can be used against me but in a court of marital, <laughs> yeah, marital <laughs> law yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i guess we should have led with that, with that really comment. yeah yeah uh, but Stephen covered it really well uh, marriage is uh, basically a, uh, an experience of relationship that god intends us to live and you know god created us out of an abundance of of love he is the author of love he is love he is very substance is love and and uh we're created so that we could be recipients of his love. Uh, so the very purpose of creation is to have a, a relationship of mutual love uh, between creator and created. And uh, God's purpose for us, designed for us then, uh, amongst each other within the communities we live in is to also experience the most intimate relationships of, of mutual love uh, that we possibly can. And, and thus uh, was... Uh, creating marriage from the very beginning of Genesis 2 18 um, God determines it's not good that man should be alone looking down on uh, poor little Adam there all by his lonesome he says I will make a, a helper fit for him and uh, thus uh, he created Eve so from the very beginning God uh, demonstrates his desire for us to, to be in these uh, these relationships of, of intimacy and, and love and, um, and marriage can and, and should be a, a beautiful thing uh, we know it can be a difficult thing. We you know it can be a, a painful thing, uh, but there are opportunities for learning and, and growth in those realities as well. Uh, look across the scope of Scripture. There's a lot of different perspectives uh, to marriage. A lot of people put in contrast 
what God says about marriage in Genesis and, uh, you know, maybe in the, the Song of Solomon or Ecclesiastes and, and then contrast that with uh, the Apostle Paul and his take on marriage, uh, him, himself a, a single dude that um, busied himself, uh, consumed himself with, with his ministry. Uh, his take on marriage was ultimately um, that people shouldn't get married un- unless uh, they have to. He, he spoke that aloud uh, in, in several occasions, um, basically uh, implying that the main reason to get married uh, would be if, if you're at risk of committing sexual immorality, sexual sin. Uh, get married if you don't have the self-control uh, to live a, a righteous um, single life. And I don't know that that's the only uh, purpose Paul saw in, in, in marriage. I certainly don't think it was. Uh, but he emphasized that angle on marriage as opposed to the, the nice romantic lovey-dovey approach and this, this relational uh, value that we get from it. I, I think both are true, um, but ultimately uh, marriage, first and foremost, is a sacred space through which we're supposed to experience Christian community. Um, and we learn so much. Let me tell you. Uh, let me tell my wife. We, we learn so much from marriage, don't we? Uh, just the, the importance of um, putting others first. And uh, I think of the fruits of the Spirit, all of these qualities God wants us to have. Uh, my marriage is, is like the lab uh, where I, I try and build and, and establish those qualities in myself and usually do so uh, through failure. You know, I learn from my mistakes, but uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Uh, man, if I, don't, if I don't have those qualities in my marriage... Um, Things are not going to go well, so it, it's uh, before me every day to, to really uh, hone in on those qualities, those traits that God wants us to have um, as individuals, but to apply them to the relationships that we have with others. Uh, so, so marriage, uh, first and foremost, is about us experiencing and practicing uh, the, the value of uh, community at its most uh, intimate level. Uh, question number two is uh, simply this, and uh, you know, once again, Stephen has, I'm sure, great, uh, great thoughts on this. He's been developing. What advice, uh, Stephen, would you give someone who is going to get married soon? Um, I mean, this is a really difficult question to answer because obviously your advice is going to be much different depending on the couple and knowing them. Um, and if we're, if I'm talking to uh, my younger, newly married self. What would I? What would I tell him? Like, what would I tell my uh, myself um, just before I had gotten married? Um, this has been seven years now, and I hope I got that right. If Emily is listening, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, I first I would tell myself um, to be patient. Um, you know, I kind of when you first got married, you kind of expect things to be perfect right off the bat, and it wasn't. Uh, we had <laughs> there were many difficulties uh, really early on, and um, I think patience was really important. And I know it's um, it's kind of a someone would expect to say that, but it's it's really having that patience in mind because sometimes to build that relationship, a lot of times to build that relationship, it just takes time. Um, all it does is take time, time with someone else. Um, I know that. Um, the longer we were married and the longer that we worked at things that we had um, that were different, 
the better things got. Um, and I know patience, um, having that sense of patience is really important in the very beginning um, because I believe marriage is for a lifetime, so it's more definitely more of a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, so taking it slow and having that patience. patience. Um, then also I'll say the second thing is just being honest with yourself. Um, it really wasn't until I got married that I understood how selfish I could be um, and how much I just lived for myself. Um, and I think that's kind of one of the beauty of relationships in general, not just marriage, but in all relationships, it takes uh, a self-sacrifice from both people. Um, and when you're in a, a relationship that's like marriage, that you're so intimately close and that you're um, there's so much at stake, you kind of, you, it really almost puts a mirror up to yourself and, and you can see, um, kind of who you really are and who you really were, even though, um, you didn't know that about yourself until you got married. Um, I think I would say marriage and kids are the two biggest indicators, for, at least for myself, um, that helped me be really self-reflective. Um, and then thirdly, I would just say communication can't be overstated, that um, good communication is the name of the game in marriage. And it's, and it's not just communicating what are your plans for the day, but it's communicating your feelings, it's communicating um, how you think about money, what you do with your time spent, I mean, communication in all areas. And uh, I'll definitely say that that's something that can't be overstated, good communication it's absolutely necessary. So, of course, I'm going to address Paul with this question. What advice would you give someone who is getting married soon? <laughs> well, how much time do we have? <laughs> yeah, really. We could really go on all day. Uh, you, just, you just brought out the communication piece, and that's not something uh, that I have in my notes here. But, you know, in, in the premarital counseling sessions that, that we do uh, for folks looking to get married here at the church, I... I I bet 80% of our conversations revolve around the importance of communication and sorting out um, issues that exist. So I don't think, once again, that, that can't be overstated. Uh, but just in general, approaching this question, it, you know, marriage, just like any relationship, but it's so much more important because of how um, central this relationship is to your, your life, your health, uh, your, your relationship with God, with others. Uh, marriage is a, a sum of its parts, right? This relationship is a sum of its parts. Each individual has to be uh, at least relatively healthy coming into the marriage in order for the marriage to succeed. You can't drag a, an unhealthy person into a, a marriage and then expect uh, to just compensate for all of their uh, shortcomings or, or their uh, struggles by having the other piece be healthy. It just doesn't work that way. So is he, each individual healthy spiritually emotionally uh you know as much as possible physically all of these um, different areas of health are, are going to play a big part in whether the, the relationship is healthy um and and we learn the love that we extend to our spouse uh from god so first and foremost is our relationship with god healthy if we don't if we're not experiencing open to uh, god's love for us and then and then responding to god with our own uh, then we don't have the model, uh, we don't have that example uh, through which to then um, share the, the love that we are supposed to have for our spouse with them and, and to live it out with, with that relationship. 
So those are key, a few quick, uh, you know, one-offs, um, things to think about when getting married. Um, I would say reasons not to get married or, or to be cautious of. Don't get married uh, just because you happen to be in a, a great dating relationship. Dating and marriage is totally different, so one doesn't necessarily uh, um, lead to the other. Don't get married just because of your age. You feel like, oh, I'm, I'm this age, I should be married. Or don't get married just because you're in a relationship that uh, is progressing and you feel like the next natural step is marriage. So, oh, we're, we got to push and, and move on to that step because it's time. Don't get married just because you're anxious to settle down and start a family. Um, and you feel like, once again, you're, you're of that age and you're at that point and you need to just uh, move into that step. I mean, all of these are are things that would cause us to rush uh, into a marriage unwisely. Uh, number four, don't get married solely because of what that person does for you. You need to love the person as an individual and who they are, who they are to other people, their character, not just uh, do you have a good time with them or do they bring out something um, meaningful in you. I think that's uh, something we often overlook. And then the, the last point I'll make uh, from... Uh, uh, Stephen mentioned this in answering the last question. Um, Ephesians 5, husbands, uh, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life uh, for her. So Jesus gave up his life for, for the church, for the bride in, in that marriage. Uh, we need to be, as husbands or wives, ready to give up our lives uh, for the other person. And if you can't say yes to that, uh, as you enter marriage, then you're not ready individually or in, a, in that relationship uh, to get married. Giving up your life uh, for um, your spouse, to me, we, we quickly let ourselves off the hook and say, oh, would I die for them? Of course, certainly, you know, I'd be happy to die for my spouse, uh, just as Jesus did for the church. To give up your life for someone, though, I think can mean uh, two different things. It can mean to die for them, or it can mean to, to literally give up um, everything in your life, day in and day out, uh, to make that relationship work. So, you know, I'm speaking specifically to husbands out, out there right now because that's our viewpoint. Uh, but are you willing to give up your life for your, your spouse? Are you willing to uh, give up your time, to sacrifice your hobbies, set aside your desires? Are you willing to hold her hair back while she vomits? Are you willing to clean the dead mice out of the basement? Are you willing to get up every two hours in the middle of the night and, and feed the baby are you willing to clean toilets can you sit and, and listen to her talk for three hours about her day and not roll your eyes will you go to the store and buy feminine products for her she needs uh, will you sell your xbox so you can afford a birthday present for her? steven shaking his head no <laughs> emily doesn't know that uh you know will you give up your life for your spouse if you can't say yes uh, to that and and all of these stark realities, um, then you're, you're probably not in a relationship where you're ready to take that step. Uh, finally, question number three as we round out this conversation. Uh, Stephen, why can marriage be so difficult at times? This is really the one we, we should have had uh, our wives in here to interview. Why can marriage be so difficult at times? And what does the Bible say about how to approach these difficulties? Uh, this is <laughs> this is a really really hard question to answer. Um, just because marriage can be, there's just not really one answer to this question. Um, marriage is going to be difficult. There are going to be different reasons why marriage is difficult for different people for different couples. Um, 
so the best I can really answer here is just a really broad answer. Um, and, and I think that it's the obvious answer is that you just have two sin- sinful people, which again, I know it's the Sunday school answer, um, but I really, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this question. Um, and for me, I, I just really came down to that, that when I talk about two sinful people, it's um, two people with their own agendas, with their own goals and own amb- ambitions, and two people have their own wills. And and when you bring that together with marriage and high stakes and, and, and throw kids in the mix, it just, it, it makes things difficult. Um, and I think that's is what marriage is about striving for is 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 becoming one and and when the bible says that um you become one in marriage it's not just in a sexual sense but one also in 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 a sense of goals and ambitions and dreams and 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 everything about what is this marriage what's the purpose of this marriage what are we trying to accomplish how are we raising our kids how are we I mean, that's what it means to become one. I mean, example of that may be like you see an older couple and they're able to finish one one another's sentences. And I know that um, since I've been married for seven years, I, I know more or less what my wife is going to think or say, which sometimes can get me in trouble because I may not be right. Uh, but but in, but in a, in a in a real sense, though, I, I get a better understanding of who she is as a person and and her goals her ambitions and and so then marriage is all about someone else laying down their life um you're laying down your life for the other person so um again there could be so many reasons why your marriage can be difficult um and i think the biblical approach to that um again i go back to ephesians 5 which is one of the most um clearest passages about marriage and and all scripture but in ephesians 5 21 it says this amazing thing it says why it says that um that we're supposed to submit to each other um that wives and husbands are submit are to submit to one another in ephesians 5 21 um so then husbands are to submit to their wives as well as um, wives are to submit to their husbands, and I know that's such a dirty word in our modern age, but um, I think mutual submission as... So Ephesians uses the example, as Paul mentioned earlier, as Christ loves the church, a husband loves his wife. And just like um, the church submitted to Christ, the wife submits to the husband. So there's this mutual... I always picture it, if you picture it as a circle that you have two distinct roles in this circle of mutual submission to to one another um i would say that's the biblical approach to strengthening your marriage to become one um and again i know it's a very general answer because you would have to speak to that marriage couple specifically and and get to know them better and and what the issues are but um, from a very broad viewpoint, I, Ephesians 21, that mutual submission to one another and the goal of resembling Christ in the church, um, I think is the biblical approach, um, broad biblical approach to the difficulties we can face in marriage, that we do face in marriage. Piggybacking on your Ephesians 21, uh, I, think the, I think it's something we take for granted, but it's so simple. 
um, that we miss the beauty of it, but it's absolutely genius that God designed uh, marriage and really all relationships, but marriage uh, is in the spotlight right now uh, where each individual is, is told to put the other first before themselves. Uh, so the, the end result is both uh, parties are put first. Their, their needs and wants are put first by somebody. It just so happens that that somebody isn't them. And that's the beauty of uh, everybody's taken care of, everybody uh, experiences this, uh, this powerful uh, sense of uh, experience of love and, and uh, being cared for and provided for and uh, somebody uh, just taking care of them, but they don't do it for themselves. It's not a selfish experience. It's an experience of receiving that from somebody else. I think marriage is so simple in that sense, but uh, it's a beautiful and genius design um, that God intended for all of us to experience. Uh, the reality is uh, marriages can get ugly though, right? Um, and I know that there are probably pe- people listening that, that uh, can attest to that 100% and um, and the condemnation, even if it's uh, subtle, is out there for people that, you know, if they were part of a failed marriage, that somehow they, they let God down or they didn't give it their best or, or, they, or they, you know, sinned in, in allowing that to happen. Um, know that, you know, I, neither Stephen or I, we can't speak to, to any one relationship. And, and um, relationships, once again, can get ugly. Uh, people can get hurt. Uh, people can walk away with scars and, and wounds that um, may never heal. And uh, we're not here to judge anybody for having gone through that. In fact, uh, what people need in those circumstances more than anything is compassion and, and understanding. Um, so marriages can be can be ugly. It can be difficult. I think of um, the image that uh, I cling to a lot is from Ecclesiastes, talking about marriage as a cord of three strands. <clears throat> and I think what makes marriage so difficult is uh, when, when those three strands are all healthy and they're all bound to each other and, and interwoven with each other um, in a, a powerful way, uh, the, the marriage is going on swimmingly. It's beautiful. But when any one of the three strands, and we know God's is constant, but if either of the other two begin to uh, grow brittle or, or frail or, or uh, loosen themselves from the other two strands, uh, then anything can happen. The marriage begins to corrode and becomes weak. And how easy is it for one of those strands to begin to uh, to weaken and, and unwind itself? I mean, it, you, you all have probably lived it on some level at some point in your lives where uh, somebody, because of stress at, at work or because of uh, you know difficulties with kids or somebody gets sick or somebody loses a job or you know, any, any number of things can cause an individual that's in a marriage to pull back and uh, unwind from the other two uh, strands of, of that rope or, or to just become frail and, and not as strong. And the marriage uh, from that point on is, is on thin ice. It can get uh, very difficult to press forward. Um, so I think that's uh, the stark reality of, of why marriages struggle so often. Uh, another thing I think that causes us to struggle in marriage is that we uh, we come into it with expectations um, that we're always going to feel um, love and we're always going to feel uh, happiness and joy and romance and all these things. Um, there's a, an artist my dad got me into when I was a kid uh, named Don Francisco, uh, kind of a hippie looking dude from the 70s that rocked it out with his acoustic guitar, but he, he sang a song called 
love is not a feeling. Talked about how uh, in a, a broken marriage, um, the importance of understanding love is not a feeling. He said it's an act of your will. Uh, so uh, when Jesus died on the cross for us, you know, he definitely loved us. There's no question. But did he feel, um, did he feel uh, connected to or did he feel uh, affirmation or, or, or joy or, or anything towards uh, positive feelings of any sort towards the people that were staking him to the cross or the onlookers? Um, you know, I, I, would, I would venture a guess that he didn't, but he definitely loved us. He loved us because... That was his will to, to love us um, deep down. He, he loves us. He is love. But I think in that moment, he didn't feel love. And in our marriages so often, we don't feel uh, love and joy and peace and, and uh, um, just uh, positive, warm, fuzzy feelings towards our spouse. But that doesn't mean the relationship is, is broken. That doesn't mean you've fallen out of love uh, for somebody. It just means you're going through a tough time. And you can uh, put, put things back together. You can get back to the point where you feel love, uh, but there will be dry spells. And there are times in your marriage you're going to have to love as an act of, of your willpower um, because you love them, not because you feel love towards them. But you can't give up on it just because of uh, not feeling love because that's the reality sometimes. You just go through those uh, dry spells. So... Uh, wrapping things up, uh, marriage is beautiful, marriage is painful, marriage is all of these things and more. It's an incredibly valuable experience uh, when done right for folks to, to uh, fall in love with their spouse because of the love that they know from God. And uh, we hope and pray that if you're in a marriage, uh, you're, you're finding strength and, and finding some wisdom in some of these things. Um, and if you're not, that uh, you're experiencing these bonds of, of love and and affection with other people in your life so you're getting that same experience we also want to say too if you're in a marriage relationship um, that is really difficult or unsafe that to get help and I know even for uh, my own marriage we um, went through we had we did marriage counseling we've talked with trusted people that we know and that we um, look up to and and I would encourage that um, in your marriages as well. And, and I know the goal of marriage is lifelong, but also um, I know marriages all hit the rocks. We all, every marriage hits um, really difficult times. And I think seeking out advice, the wisdom, um, and the help of others is necessary. And it's not a sign of weakness. I would say it's actually a sign of strength because you're willing to take the necessary steps to continue your relationship with your spouse. So uh, with that, we just want to thank everyone for listening. Um, Our next podcast is going to be on kids. Um, We look forward to that one. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, And we just want to thank everyone for listening and tuning into these podcasts. And uh, um, again, thank you for all your kind words. And we can't wait to talk to you again.